Enjoy the pod. Hello and welcome to another edition of Chill Takes. I don't know how long it's been since we've chatted. It's been quite some time. Um, so uh, there's a lot to talk about that's going on in the NBA. We're no longer uh, like in the early, early predictions. We're now just in early predictions for things like MVP and for playoff races and such and such. So, so much is going on Uh and it is nice to uh, be back podcasting. Uh, Isaac, uh, how, how are things on your end? Things are good. Things are good. Lots going on. Um, yeah, we're at like the 20-game point in the basketball season. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to get a sense of, you know, where teams are at, what needs fixing, what doesn't. Um, yeah, like you said, we can start sort of thinking about some of the awards, sort of making some predictions. Uh, so yeah, we want to, I mean, we want to spend some time today sort of following up on our opening podcast, seeing where our predictions have gone, talking some early MVP things. Uh, but I guess off the top, I, I mean, I'll be honest, this week has been a little bit more about the World Cup. I've been getting into soccer a little bit now. I, I have not. I huh? have no interest in soccer. I can't. Uh, that's my, that's the most North American thing about me. I think is that I can't watch soccer. Um, I recommend trying a couple of the bigger games. Cause I, I am the, usually in the same boat, Chili, where I'm like, yeah, I can't, but these games have been like really fun to watch. Who's your team? USA, obviously, <laughs> but I, I was rooting for Canada today. They, they, uh, I watched the whole game. Um, one thing I found really pleasant about soccer is the, like, not stopping at all. Like the game just goes. You know, yeah, but it's long. I don't know. It just always feels long. Actually, I recommend like next time there's like a really big matchup that everyone's psyched about, just watch it because they're insane athletes. I don't know where to watch it. Literally any channel, like Fox, like it's everywhere. I don't have cable. You can find a way to watch it. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> well, is there anything in particular from the World Cup that you wanted to uh, bring forth before we get into the NBA? Uh, just I uh, hope uh, that uh, shout out to Canada for making it. Um, and uh, it's too bad that they kind of just got killed today. But, you know, they, um, yeah, they made it. And I uh, hope that, and I'm shout out to USA team for getting a draw with England. Uh, it was good. And I, I, you know, I look forward to watching a bit more soccer and learning a little bit more about the game. Great. Well, let's get to the NBA. Uh, with so much to talk about, so many storylines. Isaac, uh, gun to your head right now. Who are you voting for MVP? At this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Tatum. Why is that? Because his team is rolling. He's the best player on the best team. Uh, he's gotten, I mean, ever, I mean, I think it's like a no doubter that he's, you know, a top five candidate. And I think we'll stay there the whole year. Um but I feel like that stamp he put on the Nets, sweeping them at the end of last year, really put the whole world on notice, made us realize that he is really like a top, top tier player. He can do pretty much anything you want on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a spectacular defender. He makes his like he's just he's just an incredible player. And I, and I think it's I mean, I think like when it's all said and done, like by the end of the year, 
I'm sure like Luca, Gian- Giannis, and Tenacumpo, they'll probably have similar stat lines, all three of them. Um, I think Luca is the main threat for MVP, but the Mavericks have been kind of squat. Not they've been underperforming, I'd say. Yeah, I mean Luca is a better choice. So you're just wrong on that. That's all. Yeah, well, you really don't have any good reason to. I mean, like Luca's like the easy like. The, His stats are way better. He's almost got a triple double every night, dog. Oh, what are you even Tatum. saying? Literally, so does Tatum. Um, oh my you know, god! Watch like he the way he has a way worse supporting cast. Tatum, Tatum has eight rebounds, 1.2 blocks a game. He can actually do something on the defensive end, which is literally the whole brand of his whole team. Um, and he's the leader of that. Also, like he can like Tatum can do things off the ball. Like, like Doncic is such a dominant player, partly because he always controls everything. Um, Tatum is able to do both. He's able to be in the back, whereas I don't feel like Luca is able to do that. Obviously, I mean, I guess Tatum. I mean, Luca probably has the better jump shot, probably has more in his arsenal in terms of scoring um, and has a, you know, I think they both have the clutch factor. I think it's easy to say Luca because Luca is just more, the media obsesses over him more. He has a little more crazy f- fancy plays than, than Tatum. But I think Luca's averaging almost double the number of assists that Tatum is. Yeah, as I said, Tatum does not control the ball nearly as much. So having five assists as a small forward is insane and he's averaging over 30 a night on great you know his pete what's let's look at the per the player efficiency who's is better Doncic has 26 is at 26 per oh yeah by the way how would you say about like steals too like defensive end luca's got 1.8 steals per game tatum's got 0.8 who's the better defensive player i don't think you defense is not about numbers like it's about the eye test and actually, oh, it's not about numbers. Okay. No, not nearly as much as offense. Okay, okay. If you were watching, like, they don't put Luka on every team's best player, do they? Because they do that with Tatum or Marcus Smart, obviously. But um, also, they're actually saying this in the Raptors-Mavs telecast last night that Luka, Luka is a, he's a fine defender. He's not a great defender. But you realize, like, how steel stats work. Like, someone can get the poke away. And then the ball like rolls into your hands and then you get charged the steal. Because OG leads line. in total steals and steals per game this year. Luca leads the league in total steals? No, OG and an OB does. All right, now you're changing the subject. <laughs> Defensive player of the year, OG and an OB. I don't think that steal number by Luca re- reflects how great a defender he is. I think he's in the right place at the right time and has good instincts. Yeah. I, uh, I just think you're wrong. I think that the reason that the, you know, obviously you can look at records and uh, I agree, uh, but I think that the reason is because the Celtics have a better supporting cast. I think that the Mavs uh, have done a really bad job of supporting Luka Doncic and losing Jalen Brunson was a big blow. They were literally able to, all right. I mean, I don't think it's the, I don't blame the Mavs because I do think the roster is there for them to be better. I think their guys are just up. Not playing. also Jason Kidd is not a good coach. Jason Kidd brought them to the Western Conference Finals. He's a great coach. I could do that with Luka Doncic too. He beat the Suns, man. That, He's got a great team. Kidd is an established coach at this point. <laughs> just completely saying the opposite of what I said before. What? I just said he's got a great team to work with. Kid's a good coach. I think you're you're ignorant for saying he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. I don't think he's really pooped himself that great. He, they made a lot of poor decisions in the game yesterday. Whatever. Let's move on. 
I think okay. there's a good argument to be said about Tatum. So those are your top two on the MVP ladder. Then uh, where would you put Shea Gilgris on the uh, MVP ladder? Because Giannis know, is probably number three, right? I mean, Giannis, I'm, I haven't watched enough Bucks to really say. I mean, Giannis is doing what Giannis does. Right. Um, and I feel like I might just be putting him a little lower because he's won, what, twice, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sort of like, all right, it's time to – Time to, you know, spread the love. But the NBA voting really is based on... His Cooper. stats are pretty insane. He's playing pretty insane, damn well. And he, the Bucks are probably going to be... I think it's going to be Bucks Celtics 1 and 2 again. Um, so, but yeah, I think Shay Shy, Shay, Shay and Steph... Shy. 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 He's pretty shy? shy. Is it Shay or Shy? I've, I've heard... Shay Gilgris, I'm pretty sure. Shy uh, is H-S-H-I, I think. But... Anyway, I'll, let's go with Shea. He'll be a Raptors student, so I'll know. I think Shea and Steph are, like, tied for the third spot. But what Shea is doing is really spectacular. It is. It's really spectacular. Did you see the ending of the Bulls uh, OKC game that was uh, aired last night from this podcast on the 26th? No. Uh, it was Say Gilgris looked way better than DeMar. And he closed it out. It was pretty still DeMar Rosen, I mean, that's a, no, that's a no-brainer at this point. Wow, throwing shade at the at the double D. When has when has DeRozan ever averaged thirty one a game on over fifty percent shooting? Uh the first half of last season, and his last season with us. Average over thirty one points on over fifty percent. Pretty sure that he had that last season. I can look it up. I'm pretty sure he didn't. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but it doesn't matter. Shea Gilgris is having a phenomenal, a phenomenal season. He also gets, he gets like one and a half blocks a game or something, right? He has six assists. Like he's doing it all. Um, Yeah. One and a half blocks. He's averaging 31. He's shooting, uh, his three point percentage is 35%. His field goal percentage is 51%, which is very, very good. Um, uh, and averaging over six assists a game. Um, he's playing extremely well. Yeah, the best season of his career. And it's cool to see, like, yeah, it's just cool because he's on a team that that is uh, expected to just be tanking. They don't get a lot of wins. Uh, yeah, make- and unfortunately, be, well, they have him. They're not going to be able to tank. <laughs> it would make sense if he started to, um, you know, play less minutes or whatever, but he's choosing to go the other way and just play his ass off and show the league what he's about. He's also disputed the early reports that he's unhappy there. Yeah. I mean, I don't see, I think the whole like, um, you know, OKC, they're so awful that they don't pay, spend money on their team and they don't, I, I don't, I, I think it's wrong. I think they have a, they're a small market team and they work like a small market team and they've done an incredibly good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have Chad Holgram. They're supposed to have Chad Holgram this year. But he unfortunately got hurt. But having a team where your core is Shea Gilgis Alexander, Josh Giddy, and Chad Holgram, and they got the like that's that's gonna be that's gonna be scary. And they then don't forget Lou Dort, right? Yeah, I uh, think Zach Lowe was saying this, and like I totally agree. I think that you know we we sort of overlook the idea of being okay in the NBA now because it's about building that core, right? And then you can put like other pieces on. Like I think we're we're so concerned about being great or tanking to get you know, Wembenyana obviously this season or whoever it is. Um, but, you know, OKC can just be OK and that's fine. 
Yeah, because what they was expected was was bad. And like they do have a losing record, but it's eight and twelve, and like they compete every night, and they have guys getting better. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, I think that like us saying like Shea must be unhappy is just us NBA fans who are obsessed with what you're just saying, like being great right away, like projecting. We're just projecting, right? And as a Raptors fan, there was some talk about potentially um, him wanted to play for the Raptors and that trade happening. And uh, I'm not sure that it will anymore based on the fact that they're a little bit better than expected. And well, you have to you pay know. him like crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he would be the type of guy that would probably put us, you know, in a, in a title contention because we're not there yet, but I think uh, if you were able to get him and not lose Siakam or Scotty, you have to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I Maybe. mean, Pascal was an MVP candidate until he went down and hopefully we're going to get Pascal back. Um, hopefully by the time this podcast was out, Pascal was playing again. Um, but he was the most unfortunate thing about him going down was I would say he was, you know, in at least the top 10 MVP yeah, candidates this year. Uh, I think you're over, over dramatizing that storyline. Like I, there's plenty of games left to play for him to, to, keep that you know being... i think so too i think so too but you just don't know how it's going to be able to come back from a groin injury right like sometimes yeah. those things can can take time i mean it's been quite some time though so I, I i i think we can expect to see him pretty quickly get back into form i hope so because our offense uh doesn't uh look as pretty you know thank god we had fred back yesterday because Gary's starting to play a little bit better, but he's not getting the sh- hitting the shots that he should have. And we've really had a bundle full of injuries. And without Pascal, our offense uh, in the half court looks um, PU. Looks what? PU. Like PU. Don't don't use that. That's <laughs> a no one's gonna like hear someone say that and be like, oh yeah, PU. I, I know what that means. Basketball talk. Um, yeah, what's going on? What's what's the injury report's getting a little smaller, right? Oh yeah. my god, I I kind of freaked out. I was like, yo, why is Fred just keep getting sick with non-COVID illnesses? Everybody seems like they've been sick on the team. Like Pascal was the main first one. Otto Porter played like two games for us, and then he injured his toe. Precious Achua, who was really underperforming this season, uh, yeah, you were had expecting a leg injury. Is, uh, yeah, out. he was. Uh, he Nick Nurse called him out, and he didn't play better, and then he got injured. Uh, Scotty hurt his ankle. He's just like he's not giving us the effort that we need him to. Like I, he's like we're playing him ten. Nick Nurse has called out a few guys this season, but he said about Precious, he's like, I'm playing you in the 10 to 15 minute range and I want to be playing you way more than that, right? Like I want to be playing you for a significant time. I want you to be able to close out games, things like that. And Precious then came back, had a bad first half and then got himself injured. So uh, that's that. He also called out Gary Trent uh, about a week ago and Gary has responded a bit better he was basically like, unless you play better defense, you don't fit with us, uh, which is like harsh, but it's like, it's true. It's absolutely true because Gary doesn't create possessions for other people. He's a shooter. And so we need him to be, if he's not making baskets, which is like, you know, you you miss baskets, you know, that's, that's, you can't really blame a guy for missing baskets, but you can blame him for not having effort on defense. And he, he kind of set the bar high for himself last year. Wasn't he like fourth overall in steals? 
for the first half of the season, at least he was up there for sure. Deflections. He was just on every play, uh, which was uh, really, really wild uh, to see. Uh, but it feels like everybody else has had the injury bug except for uh, Thad's been Thad's been amazing for us. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Thad Young this season. Uh, Chris Boucher is back uh, playing incredible. The one guy that I think that, you know, I could go on and on about um, and Jason Kidd said he could should be an all star in, in contention for defensive player of the year. is OG Adenobi's been yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's good. He's been incredible on the defensive end. And in the last two weeks or so, he's been incredibly clutch. He like just he's so friggin' strong that if he just yeah. goes to the net, he's getting foul calls like with 30 seconds on the clock. He's just like, I'm just going to go in. And, you know, he should do that. I think for yeah. a while we were like scared because he lost the ball a lot. Uh, but it's like he's just got to practice it. And like now he's looking really good. He's kind of like the common denominator. Like he's the only one who hasn't really been hurt. And, and if you remember the playoffs last year, he was also kind of the only, like, staple, consistent player in the series he played. Which is good to see because he's been pretty injury-prone in his career. So the fact right. that he's been able to now show his skill set uh, is absolutely amazing. Uh, and it's really nice to have Fred back because uh, Cla- I, I, I don't know if Nick's fandom is like this, but, you know, guy struggles a little bit, gets injured, the team plays well without him. All of a sudden you go, well, Fred's kind of useless. Like we should trade Fred. Lots of like fandom, just like, and it's like, bro, do you even like, no, Fred Van Vliet is incredible. Like he can't, comes back and puts like a 30 point dime and the guy can have a shooting percentage of like 30% one night and still be an incredibly important part of our team. Who's saying that? And whoever is saying that you don't listen to them. That's absurd. It's, it is a funny thing that happens. Like Pascal goes down. We play well for a couple of games. It's like, whoa, do we, does is, Pascal really fit with us? <laughs> all that says is that they're, they're a great, uh, they're just a well-coached team, right? And they're all like, you know, in shape and they're all bought it. That's what that says to me. And they you- are a well-coached team. I'm reading Nick's book right now and it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like his stories from like the European League and stuff, and like in like four different countries, right? He was a player coach too when he got like recruited in university. He was like, "You're gonna be our starting point guard and the coach at the same time," which is pretty funny. Yeah, he's a special dude. I really have a lot of respect for him. But yeah, shout out to my impression of Nick. You can't see it on the podcast, huh? That's my impression of Nick Nurse. You can't see it on the podcast, but he's got his hands on his head. He goes, "Yeah, he's the man." Also, one thing, this is like a little silly, but I think Brian Wynn has printed this out. As as coaches of now, like don't they don't wear like nice clothes as much? Yeah. Nick Nurse is one of the few that still like rocks like a jacket at the games. Am I right? Yeah, or he also likes to wear a nice quarter zip. He keeps it a little formal, and I sort of appreciate that. He keeps uh, it clean, you know. I think that's all you need, right? Like, I, I I'm not a big proponent of like. You got to wear a suit, but like, I think they, you know, keep it clean. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm a little, yeah. The Raptors are a little, they're slightly disappointing, but I think the fact that they're still 10 and nine, considering all these injuries. Yeah. I think you guys are in good shape. A couple games we'd like to have back, like OKC, where we fell apart in the second half or something like that. Like a couple games we'd really like to have back. But I think when you consider the injuries, uh, that's what's going to happen. He's averaging 2.4 steals and and pretty much a block a game. That's that's really an 18 points. Yeah, he's that's impressive. 
He's he he will. I think if he keeps this up, he should definitely be all defense. And then the conversation you know, for your worst case scenario is that you use him as like a super dope trade piece to get a third. You know, to get that guy that you need. Worst case scenario, but I I do think that his defense is really really important to what we do right now. And um, I think Gary, I'd rather see. Yeah, it will. Trade yeah, Gary could be a good trade bait, but if he keeps shooting shittily, then he's not. Um, yeah. I, I, the, the Warriors at one point were interested in him, but they were like offering like literally like bench pieces that, yeah. that are like Wiseman and stuff. And I'm like, I know Gary's been bad, but you can't trade a starter for guys who like never play. <laughs> As we said earlier, though, like uh, at the end of the day, like not having these studs in the lineup means that Juancho got to get some burn. Yeah, he's been playing well, actually. Yeah, I told you to be patient with Juancho. Bo Cruz. Boucher, I thought this was so funny. I was watching last night. Did you see Uh, that play, man? Oh, my God. The, like, last-minute shot clock and one. Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. Boucher's been playing very well. I was really happy because I picked him up on Fantasy just that day, and he got me a great stat line, so shout-out to Boucher. And then also, but I thought it was a little funny. It was, like, they were showing his stats for the last four games, and he's getting like pretty much double doubles consistently, like uh, given all this playing time. And the announcers were like, "That's that's player of the week, player of the month type of stuff." <laughs> uh, was, was it was it Jack and Alvin? Were you watching the Toronto broadcast? <laughs> yeah. Do you see that? Did you see the uh, or Matt and Alvin? I mean, do you see the other one the other day where Drake put his jacket yeah, on Jack that. Armstrong? Yeah, so they weren't even broadcasting the game anymore. So, like, watch that's the game. That's dude. what happens when you get Drake to talk on your. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, Delano was playing super well, and then he got injured. And uh, Malachi was playing well for like two games, and then like, uh, he's so inconsistent. He'll be like really, really good and useful, and then we'll have just like a game where he like he was lost out there last night. Uh, well, he wasn't. Well, but you had Fred playing, so he didn't get the same. He played six minutes last night. Yeah, but you have no other ball handlers, really, so you kind of want uh, him. You know what I mean? Because oh, of course, but no I'm just Delano, saying, no uh, Pascal, no Scotty. I'm just saying going from playing a lot of minutes to then playing five, it's harder to get into your groove, you know? Totally, totally. So but uh, I, I'm cautiously optimistic right now. It's obviously been a rough couple of weeks, but we're expecting Pascal and Scotty to return. Um, um, this week. The, the parody so far in the league is crazy. Did you look at like the the West is closer than the East? It's really close. But it it's is... like what the the ninth seed is like three games out of first in West. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Three and a half games for ten and eleven, and then it drops a little bit, a little bit. Like it's kind of it really wild. Like everybody but like the Spurs and the Rockets are like in it you know what i mean yeah which is yeah, kind of really, crazy it's really a special time to be an nba fan lakers kind of are ass still um well okay well, they're still but they're still only five and a half games back out of i wanted to well, i think we'll get to the, i think we just we'll do a little quick lakers nets rundown at the end um can't wait but do you want my next updates Yes, let's let's hear it. The uh, the Knicks are right. Uh, what they're right right in it still. They're there. We have the opposite record to you. We're nine and ten. You guys are ten and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are fifth in the Atlantic Division. No one no one checks on division. I don't even know why I said that. 
Um, but <laughs> the division thing in the NBA is truly strange. Like it is funny. We have some Atlantic Division uh, banners um, at the uh, Scotia Bank. Yeah, I think they're gonna scrap division sooner rather than later. But anyway, it's not useless. Um, it's not like baseball. I'm gonna go with the. I'll start off with the good storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, love Jalen Brunson. He's mm-hmm. literally. He's our hero. He's, He's so averaging what, like 25 a night? 21 a game, six, six assists to steal. Man, His oh, turnover to assist ratio is, is one of the best in the league. Um, he just, he's, po- he's poised. At, like I said, he just, he does, he's just, you feel comfortable with him on a court, you know? Like, um, yeah. I love him. But uh, Rand, and he, Randall's been better than last year. He has been. He's I'll like scoring in the double digits. Yeah, yeah. He gets, on a nightly he gets basis. 20 a game. Um, but he still has these possessions where he just like stops the whole friggin' like he still does Randall things that are really annoying. Randall. Um, exactly. And then we have Cam Reddish. I was just watching the, the games on now. I was just watching. Uh, Cam Reddish has the fifth most minutes on the team right now. He's That's really cool. made a place for himself in the lineup, and and, and he deserves it. Like he plays it's good he, hard play, defense. He plays a three. Yeah, small forward. He plays good hard defense. He's got, you know, he's got l- lanky arms, and he's a good scorer, and he he can score at the end of games. Like it says nine and a half points a game, but I feel like it's like it's it's like a lopsided. Like he's had twenty to thirty point games, and then like eight. Mm-hmm. Point, you know what I mean? It's like a yeah, yeah. lopsided nine and a half. Um, what like so so I, I'm not watching enough Knicks, but I'm noticing you you play Brunson at the two and you play quickly at the one. Uh, they don't really that... play together that often. But don't they start at the same time and quickly will play? So the starting the... lineup has fluctuated, but okay. but no, Jalen's always our one. Quickly, okay. like we'll maybe play the one in the bench unit, but if they're together, it's the offense is going through Brunson mostly. Right. Um, and then Evan, and then I'm gonna go with our bad. And, oh, we also got Mitchell Robinson back. Jericho Sims actually really showed off what he can do in, in uh, Mitchell's absence. So that's also fun. Um, but I'm now I'm going to transition to the to the shit storylines. Um, the worst of the worst, I'll start with the worst of the worst, is R.J. Barrett. Uh, he's awful. Like, I don't know. He's like, falling he, apart, eh? Not falling apart, but, like, he's shooting, like, just 40% from the field. Mm. Uh, I think he went the stretch where he was 0 for 19 from three. Like, he's he, – I he, – Something needs to happen. There was just a Daily News article today. I didn't get to read all of it, but uh, the headline was, is it time to stop R.J. Barrett's green light? Because, you know, he's really been talked about and treated as, like, the guy. So he plays that way. He always has the green light. And it's like, yo, if you're shooting this well, like, maybe, like, it might be at the point where we have to say, like, all right, man, you're not the first option. Like, some people, I think this might be a, a bit of a stretch, but some people are talking about putting him on the bench, not even starting him. Like, he does. He just doesn't do that much up there. I don't feel like, yeah. Um, and it's year four. This is the year that you know, all summer it's we can't give up R.J. Barrett for freaking Donovan Mitchell. Da, 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 da. And you know Donovan Mitchell's having the year of his life, and and uh, Barrett's really not doing it. And 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 like people are you know the first two three years everyone's well you know first month of the year he's coming into form. It's like no, it's your fourth year. Come out the gates good. Like stop this. Like. Um, so Knicks fans are, and media, everyone is just losing patience with uh, Barrett. Um, 
and yeah i don't know i've lost a lot of interest yeah um then we got evan fournier also has been benched recently he's only averaging 20 minutes a game now he's really really uh just not i think he's on the trading block like crazy um because it like he's still useful if he can shoot the ball well but he can't really play defense and yeah he's not getting playing time and then the other person who we hoped to be good for us which uh i had a feeling this might happen is um is Derek Rose, man. He's he's just not really do, done anything much for the rest of this year. He's only he's only cracking 13 minutes a game. Um so yeah, the, the Knicks are like like we talked about with Eddie last time, is like we're we have this, we don't we haven't figured out how to how to manage the minutes. And I think we should make some sort of trade package. Like like do like a two or three for one type of trade package. Right. Like because there's too many cooks in the kitchen right now. Like we got quickly and and um, Grimes all competing for time and Rose. Uh, you know, the small four power forward thing is awkward still with Obi Toppin and Randall. Um, it just doesn't seem like it's headed in a very clear direction. You could um, just have a bunch of power forwards like us. Yeah, like, yeah, just commit to some. I mean, I, I feel like you're saying that jokingly, but like at least what the Raptors did is like, they committed to that identity and they do it well. Like, you know, that, and there's something to be said about that. That's what a team needs is like a specific identity. And like the Knicks just don't, still don't have one. Um, but we, we, we went three and two on the, on the West coast road trip. Like we're showing some flashes of, of like good play. So th- they have my attention. I, I'm not at the point where I'm like, fuck this team. I'm not watching them anymore. They still have my attention. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them that. Um, and I love Brunson. All right, well, let's uh, do a little, uh, you want to talk Nets um, and Lakers. Uh, I mean, all I can say about the Nets is they had an embarrassing loss the other night to um, the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know if you saw that. It was like no Harden, no Embiid. And we're the second game back from Kyrie's um, racism timeout. Um, shall we call it? Uh, he, uh, he came back. Uh, he was okay. Uh, he's been fine since his return. It's like, uh, not incredible, but not awful or anything. Um, Ben Simmons has been okay. KD has no, been KD. No, Ben Simmons has been, he's good. been good. He's been good. This that's mainly why I want to talk about the Nets. I, I'm sick of talking about Kyrie. Um, no, I think it's worth noting and giving him like you know a little shout out. Like you know he he's he I wouldn't he's sort of come around. Like he he had he had twenty two point game on like eleven of fourteen shooting, mm-hmm. um, which is not what you like. It's not the offensive end that you're entirely concerned about. But it's good. Of course, it is. He, of course we're concerned about the offense. He, he but has, I think it's more like Doc not doc rivers whoever coaches the nets um sorry uh whoever was coaching but it's like the the, what they need is his defense like that's the number one thing sure sure but the defense cut like the more reps you get the better your defense like the defense will play but the fact they can get you buckets efficiently like is is incredibly helpful and they don't have much scoring after they don't really have any consistent scoring after Kyrie and kd so having a third Mm -hmm. score is huge um and he's started to gain get the confidence back so um yeah i'm i i want i'm not like a ben simmons fan 
But if he starts, if he's able to actually have a good year, then, then I'll be happy. I'll be happy to see that. But I still think the league is better with him being good than him just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. So the Nets, I mean, the, whatever. I mean, the Nets aren't anything. Like, they're not contenders. But it's it's still just interesting, and I'm, and they've they've improved a bit since Simmons has been better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're still sort of a lost team. They they made us look bad the other night. Mm. You lost to them. Yeah, we were up by a point or something going in the half, and then the second half it was like you got the Kyrie treatment. It was the, it was the back to back two after that Philadelphia game. Yeah, and and um. So they, like they have the ability, obviously, to just kind of go off. And like that's the thing is because we're not a very good offensive team that if we face yeah. a team with a ton of offense and we go dry, it's like there's no climbing back. And, and there's literally nothing you can do about about Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, yeah. He's averaging, he's averaging 30 a game on 53% field goal shooting. Well, that's it. If, if Kyrie and Ben Simmons are having good nights, then uh, you oh. are in trouble. You got to have to find a way to neutralize those guys. And shout out to my one of my good fantasy players, Nick Claxton. He's a good athletic center. Not one of the best, but he's good. Um, Is so there yeah. anything you want to say about the Lakers before we wrap up? Anthony Davis, man. Like, what? Have you been seeing what he's been doing? He, there was a stretch of four games where he was averaging 35 and 18. Actually. Yeah, he's been good. Unfortunately, the team's not good. I think they won. But they're, they're on an upward trend. They won like five out of six. Without LeBron, they're and five and five in their last ten, so they're being they're okay. They, they, they won like five, like something like their last five. That still means they could have won five out of six. That's true. Um, they got their wins without LeBron, and then LeBron came back last night and put up thirty nine and eleven. Like as much as whatever, I have my qualms with LeBron. Like he's thirty. What is he? I think he's thirty nine, bro. Yeah. He's 39 and he just put up 39 and 11. And he had a knee contusion too. Kendrick so Perkins he's been. Kendrick Perkins is like, just so everyone knows, I'm the same age as LeBron and I'm, I'm like well into my second career <laughs> and he's still putting up 39 on you guys. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, like you, I do want to try and enjoy this, you know, last hurrah, last couple of years of LeBron. Um, so I would I, too if that team was as better, but well, so I'm like I'm saying they're on an upward trend. Once like the Nets, they're not going to win a championship. But if they become a competitive team, and Anthony Davis does what he does, maybe they make another midseason move. Uh, Russell Westbrook's been doing his thing; like he, he's you know he's kept us quiet. He's doing pretty well. Then it, that would be fun for the league. Um, so. Both those teams are, are are slowly shutting people up, I think. Um, so, yeah, like, and shutting people up just means not being a total shit show, I guess. But they're, they're worth seeing, and I hope that both of them can remain somewhat competitive. Let's uh, do one uh, tweet of the week. Uh, you haven't been tweeting a lot recently, so the, the there's not a lot to pick from. But we're going to pick from one uh, that happened on uh november 17th at uh 506 p.m it has 10 likes which is like a lot for you there's a lot of likes for you uh and you wrote overheard in the living room of my parents apartment he's gotta leave what was that referring to is that talking about you uh yeah this was a funny one yeah 
so I've been living with my parents the last couple of months. Um, I'm moving next weekend, actually. Um, so there's a, I feel like they're, they're poking their lot. They're getting the last bits out of me. They're being, you know, why did you leave that there? Can you do the dishes? Da, da, da. They're really trying to, whatever. Really? Really? I'm, I'm Feisty. Big, no, no. They, I have no complaints. They've been very nice. But um, uh, my mom, like, spilled on the sofa. And I, like, saw that she spilled. And I called her, like, a dick or something. I was like, you dick. Whoa. Isaac, you don't talk to your mom that way. I know. Did you kiss your mom with that mouth? It was in good humor. And she laughed. Um, And then behind your back, you said, she said, he's got to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You got to finish the story perfectly. And then right as I'm leaving, I just hear, he's got to go. Oh, my God. That is very funny. That is very funny. Your parents are fed up. What? Um, your parents are just fed up with your bullshit. I feel like that was a very tweetable moment. Um, and I got 10 likes for it. So 10 likes. Two, two comments from Jack Molnar, whose uh, voice has appeared on the podcast before. Says uh, He just said Thibodeau. So he thought maybe you're referring to Tibbs. Because uh, that's probably true, that he does have to leave. And then uh, our friend Will Simpson said, uh, ain't no way. He said, ain't no way uh, that that was true. And uh, say it ain't so. You know what I mean? Uh, That's it. Uh, That's the podcast today. Uh, And we uh, are so excited to hear from more from you. Uh, Hopefully, by the next time we podcast, the Blue Jays will have a new center fielder, uh, maybe Bellinger. uh, But we will see. uh, Aaron Judge is still in pinstripes. Yeah, not in uh, giant uh, green. Orange and black. Is that what it is? Orange and black? Who knows? Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Chill Takes. Uh, We'll see you soon.